Hi guys, and welcome back to this week's episode of Millennial Mirrors, a discussion on millennial life in the Middle East. This is the season finale. I hope you guys have been enjoying the season so far. On this week's episode, we have Mathail Ali, who we talk to about content creation versus consumption, how to be a little more conscious about the content you're consuming and a little more selective, as well as what you need to think about when you're creating content and putting it out into the world. She also gives us some tips and tricks. So listen in, and I hope you enjoy the episode. This episode is sponsored by Carriage, a great app for ordering what you need in a super convenient way, with no minimum orders. You could literally just order a cup of coffee. Hi, Mathiel. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Shai. How are you? Good, good. Um, can you give a quick introduction about yourself for the listeners who might not know who you are? Sure. Um, I am Mathiel Ali. Mm-hmm. Um, supposedly a content creator. Okay. Um, they call it, they call us influencers these days. Um, in the social media for like the last four years, and an entrepreneur, a very baby entrepreneur for for a company that I established a couple of months ago. Okay. So called Tachayel. So can you tell me a little bit about Tachayel and what it does? Sure. Tachayel is. Um, a company that is all about the content, mm-hmm. all about content creation. So we either help clients or um, or any kind of um, individuals to improve their content in a way or another, mm-hmm. or we actually get and adopt individuals where we can make them the next content creators, which is something a bit new in the in the region, and we're trying to be like a more of a talent agency, right. where we um, in a, in a larger scale help produce better content mm-hmm. and at the same time invest in people's talents. So what were your reasons for starting it? Because I was looking through the website and there was a lot of interesting messaging about kind of content and what content means and all of that. So what were your reasons for starting Tachayel? Uh, came, um, no, Tachayel, I think the idea, the main idea that I had is that after looking into so many, um, I, I studied media, so after looking into so many things that I have been studying um, mm-hmm. um, throughout my, my, my college work or afterwards, um, I realized that everything in media was the history we made mm-hmm. uh, back then. So whenever we want to study something about history, yeah. we, in a way or another, go back to the newspaper or go right. back to the TV or go back to the radio, what they used to say or whatever it is. Right. So... Which made me realize that whatever we're creating today in social media is the history we're creating mm-hmm. for today. 100,000 years ago, people... That's that's very ambitious. <laughs> 1,000 years ago. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> people are going to actually look at us and look at what we've, how we lived our lives. And social media is, uh, I'll say internet in general, yeah. is the place. Um, I always think about that. I always think about like, oh my God, 1,000 years from now, people are just going to see all these pictures and be like... People were obsessed with avocado exactly. toast <laughs> for some reason exactly. in the early 2000s. Like one of the things that I was <laughs> saying, like, I want people to know that we were more than kiki dancing. Yeah. Like, it's not just that. It's yeah. not about really um, only having fun, although we do have a lot of fun nowadays. Mm-hmm. But it's also about um, our values, how we're changing, how we're adapting with a very fast-paced um, um, age where we everything is changing around us and um, looking at the Arabs or, or the region content in particular that was to me is like a very wake up call of okay we are not creating any good content um, now I took part of the responsibility being 
uh, uh, I would think, being a content creator, I took a lot of responsibility into that. And um, and then I thought maybe that's in a smaller scale. What if I make it bigger? Hmm. So um, in my scale, in my where I come from, um, I can do whatever I want on my page, but that's not good enough um, or, or big enough. So تخيل uh, Kim after that. I love the name, by the way. Tachayel means imagine, Thank right? You. Yes, Tachayel yeah, means imagine. Yeah, yeah. and the reason I, I called it that is because I keep I keep saying Tachayel hey, the whole time. That okay. <laughs> <laughs> so was like a bit of me in, yeah. in that company. Yeah. So you said you took a part of the responsibility in on your page. Yes. So what did that look like when you decided to kind of take a bit more responsibility for the content you were creating? Now, to be now, first, I think it was because you get dragged as a content creator, especially in the region when you start and and now being all trendy, you get dragged with the idea of um, investments and 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 money and working with big brands and big names, and you always want to have that in your profile. Yeah, um, my reason was because. I realized that there's a lot of projects that I've been doing or events that I've been going for or that I'm actually giving my energy to something that is not adding anything to me. Right. So I think the change in my page was me realizing that I need to create conscious content and work with things consciously. When it comes to the projects I take or the places I go, it's always where I really want my energy to be there and to actually gain energy from that or gain um, something in return. And being picky with my projects or or being true to myself in another sense Mm -hmm. made it easier for me to have, um, how do I call that, an umbrella kind of thing Mm -hmm. where... I feel that I have a line that I took and I'm not really distracted with so many temptations right. and names and different projects that I don't really need or, or would add to me. It's not really true to myself. So we don't only create content. We also consume content, right? Yes. In your opinion, how has the balance between consumption and creation changed in our culture over the past few years? No, th- th- there's definitely no balance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I... Now, it's it's a tricky thing because we always think of conception and creation as two different things. Right. Where are opposite of each other. Mm-hmm. Or they're not. They're just a part of our cycle. You have to consume something in order for you to create from it. Mm. So, um, as an example, for a chef to cook something, he needs to actually learn how to cook and then create something new. Right. So, you have to consume the actual thing from the type of work and then do it again. So, to me... If everyone is consuming content, that means everyone can create content, right? Right, um, And the trick is not only the imbalance between both, because in social media now, you, we all have the opportunity to be both consumers mm-hmm. and cre- uh, creators. Um, the thing is, I don't think we have the balance when it comes to understanding the quality of the content mm-hmm. and probably the... Um, responsibility that a content have out there. Like, mm. it, it's not just about posting a nice picture and getting likes anymore, at least. Right. We have this awareness nowadays, um, I, I would say recently, where we know um, how important it is that we, what we, whatever we put out there, not because of us only, or mm-hmm. not about, not, not because it only makes us feel good about ourselves or whatever it is, but it also it can make someone else feel bad about themselves i'll give you an example yeah give me an example. Uh, okay <laughs> so um there's a campaign lately uh, in social media that is says uh, that says um 
social media life is not real life. Mm-hmm. And that basically to target all teenagers mostly um, um, or adults that can fall into the trap of believing everything that they see in social media. Right. So content creators, whoever they are, which are right nowadays like most of us, right. um, put posts because they want to feel good about their life um, and maybe it is good. Yeah. Um, but again, we are in another way, in another time, affecting someone else's idea of a perfect life, of a good life. Right. And since we're putting this out there, um, we are not really 100% aware of how much um, effect of, of what, we, what we put out there. And being, being a consumer or being a critical consumer in social media makes you a better content creator. So if you're a critical consumer and you're much more aware of what you're consuming, what you're consuming and how it makes you feel, yes. then you're going to be a lot more conscious about what you're putting out there. Definitely. Because you understand the relation between content and a human person's emotions who's receiving that content. Yes, definitely. And it can actually help you a lot. Like there's a lot of tricks um, that I learned um, mm-hmm. um, out of, me consuming, right? right? So I consume and I notice that I actually get attracted to a certain kind of content and then I, and then my content that I put out becomes improved right. because of um, learning. So it's, a, it's, a, it's like a cycle that you go through. So what makes, what are some t- tips and tricks for being a critical consumer of content? Critical consumer. Um, <sighs> I, it's one, it might sound cheesy, but I think it's empathy. Okay. It's, it's your ability to understand or to put yourself in someone else's shoe receiving that kind of information. Because at the end of the day, every content that we see once we consume, it's not only a joyful moment. Mm-hmm. It's also a lot of information that we get in. And we get a lot of information um, every day throughout social media. So it's it's more of, of understanding how... Uh, or being aware of how you feel and having the understanding of how others would feel. Mm. Um, and the more relatable the content that you see or the more effective the impact of that content that you see, you would be able to put it out there in another form, definitely, but put it out there in, with the same kind of um, effect, hopefully. Do, would you say you consume more relatable content now that you're a critical kind of consumer than you did before? Yes. I, I remember I, when I opened social media five, I think five or four years ago, I used to follow everyone and I never stopped. Mm-hmm. I really never stopped following people. Like whenever I see an account that is interesting, I just, I just keep following. And only a year ago where I decided maybe I should stop following certain um, certain pages or certain people that really don't really add much to me or yeah. I, I don't see adding um, an added value. Mm-hmm. Um, not because what they're, what they're doing is, is, is wrong or anything. It just doesn't, add, doesn't relate to me. Right. And I started unfollowing, which was very odd because I really feel mean doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Once yeah. you're a follower, you're unfollowing becomes a really mean act. So right. um, it took me a while to understand why I'm doing that. And I did really genuinely, but then I understood that I'm doing that just to clear the kind of information that comes to me um, rather than just consider myself like, a, um, I don't know. I think content, like anything, even like food, like just like you think about the food that you consume and what you put into your body, yes. content is what you put into your mind. And you do need to be a little more critical exactly. and a little more thoughtful about what I like to call the empty mind calories. Yeah. You know what yes. I mean? Yes, true, true. <laughs> you know I mean? And we, we, do, we do have a lot of um, 
we do have a lot of empty spaces in our minds because yeah. um it's 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 a very fast paced kind of thing we keep forgetting stuff and yeah. getting new stuff every single day and i and i think it's it's a generation millennials kind of kind of issue where we we ha- we receive a lot of things that we really learn to just let go of others and we you yeah. always want, you always want to clear that out into like good stuff no i agree with that do you think there's a responsibility to create content or do you think it's fine to just consume now to consume or to create? Do you think it's a responsibility to create content? Okay. Or is it okay to just kind of consume content and not create? If you do not understand the responsibility of the content that you create, mm-hmm. you shouldn't create. Simple as okay. that. Because social media is there, yeah, for everyone. Yeah. And your page can be as private as it is for, for everyone of your family. And, mm-hmm. that, and, that's, it. and that's, that's probably safer for, for yourself and others. Um, to put out there and it's more of consuming um, is a part of the process so every time every time or the more you consume basically the more you understand how much it's affecting you and and getting into your thoughts and then understanding the the amazing responsibility behind that and then just stop doing it unless you're obviously consciously creating do you feel the big content creators in the region are like consciously creating? <laughs> You're talking about my people now. Yeah, I'm talking about your people. What do you think of your people? <laughs> <laughs> what do I think about I'm about to get into trouble. Um, no, yeah, I, I'm, okay, I mean, again, the region is a, is a big space. So, I mean, yes. we can talk in generalities here. Yes. Now, to be very honest with you, um, I am not the biggest fan of my page. Mm-hmm. And that's because I really think I'm still in the process of figuring it out. Mm-hmm kind of thing. So I'm, I'm taking it easy on me rather than yeah. beating myself up um, into it's okay. I am trying to improve it, um, um, make it better. It's not about better content. It's more about better um, ideas and umbrellas and, and values mm. for me to reflect out there in my page. Um, um, not being a fan of my page makes me not a fan of a lot of pages around. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's it's not about... Because I really think one of the key things that a, a content creator needs to have is genuinity. Mm-hmm. And if you are genuine, then you are um, um, an amazing individual that puts their energy, life, um, experiences out there. And there's nothing ever wrong about that because you're being yourself. Right. Um, and doing that... I get really attracted to those accounts who try as much as they can to be who they are. Um, and I truly believe, obviously, everyone in here have a message. Right. And if you are true to yourself, you will gen- genuinely, really automatically just create content that is um, reflecting or giving back um, or, or projecting the values that you want. Yeah. Um, I don't, I really think there's a lot of improvement that should be done and that's easy um, said than done. Yeah. But I, I am sure it. we are in this phase of, we just got into it. Mm. You know, Shai? Just yeah. now. Yeah. Like, we, we were basically social media consumers for the longest time. Right. And then Fajah came something called 
influencers and content creators and that was like yesterday yeah. and then for us to actually figure out rules and regulations and 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 values and and how to do such a thing a mm-hmm. new job that never existed before right. is is another is another level of understanding it needs time it needs um awareness and at least other things and, and and that's why I really support a lot of the campaigns that comes um, now on social media about social media life is not real life or, or anything like that because we are creating that awareness we are being aware and creating that awareness about um, about the content we create um, mm. and and people on how people feel about it in a way or another do you feel we create content differently in this region than in the rest of the world The sad fact is mm-hmm. <laughs> we try to create content as close as we can to, to, to the other parts of the world. Okay. Um, which to me... How so? Okay, so there's a lot of... So in, in Tekhayel, we get to meet a lot of... Um, so we're starting the adoption program very soon mm-hmm. in, in this year. Um, and this is a special kind of program where we adopt content creators that we think have put the potential to mm-hmm. be um, the next micro-influencers mm-hmm. um, in a certain kind of thing because we really lack that in the UAE. We don't have any micro-influencers, really rarely. And um, so we meet a lot of people where, or, or I personally meet a lot of people where I see potential in um, talking or, or, or influencing about a certain topic. And every time um, I meet someone or meet someone or um, meet someone or know someone that um, and have this conversation with, there's always a, a program or a YouTube channel or something that they refer to mm. um, from, from other parts of the world that they want to do something like that. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, there's always an example. There's always... Um, uh, how do Frame I of reference, kind yes, of. Yes, yeah. exactly. Which... I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying it's not original enough. Right. Um, at the end of the day, as much as I like having inspirations from mm-hmm. other um, platforms, YouTubes and, and, um, and other content creators outside, I really always have that question, do you think it will work here and why? Mm. And asking yourself that question and repeating, giving it five or six answers right. uh, would actually give you a sense of, Will your brother listen to this? Will your no, sister? Will your mother? Who are you affecting really here? Um, and I would always encourage to create something more original mm-hmm. um, than um, than bringing an idea from outside because you never know because you know your culture better rather than yeah. bringing something from outside as an inspiration and then end up um, being like another extension of it. No, I completely agree. I think a lot of the time I get approached by people who want to start podcasts and they always just want to start a podcast that's very similar to something that's already been done by yes. the West, just like you said. Yeah. And then it's always, for me, it's like, okay, but what's the new perspective that you're bringing? Exactly. Why should someone come and listen to your podcast versus the one you just referenced? Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> What are you bringing to the table, yeah, right? Exactly. And I think that's always the question that you always have to think about. What's the perspective you're bringing to it that makes it, uniquely yours yeah and we always use the the idea of translating mm. things well, i'm gonna to do it be, in arabic. yeah yeah, exa- yeah i'm gonna do it exactly yeah, but, yeah, in arabic, yeah. but it's not original enough again yeah. it's 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 the whole idea it's not just how you say it or do yeah. it it just it's also the where it comes from so yeah okay well we have to take a quick break but we're going to be back with Mathiel. i want to talk to you kind of about 
what are some of the main messages you aim to convey um, and what are the main influences that influence your content? All right, we'll be right back, guys. This episode is sponsored by Carriage UAE, where you can get everything from food to groceries and even pet supplies. As someone who orders pretty much everything, I pay a lot in delivery charges every month. But now you can sign up for Carriage Black for 20 dirhams a month and get unlimited free deliveries, which saves me a bunch of money so I can order even more stuff. If you haven't tried it out yet, go to your app store and download the Carriage app. Check out the episode description of this podcast for more info. And we're back with Mathayel. <laughs> back to the questions I don't really like. Yes, but yes. I mean, these are the questions <laughs> I like to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. Okay, so we spoke a bit about kind of what are the main messages you try to put out, but I also wanted to know what are some of the biggest influences to, to your content? What influences me or what do I try to influence? No, what influences you? Okay, what, I, what influences me is... So again, I'm a big idea. I'm a big supporter of change, transformation, um, um, breaking rules. I would say mm-hmm. in a very good way, chill <laughs> way. Uh, but yeah, um, and I think most of the content that I that I consume, um, is something relate re- relates to that. It's mm-hmm. either have, um, either creativity. Or um or or a new idea that they're trying to to approach or a new value that they're trying to talk about um a, a new concept um, um or so anything that would actually make me thrive mm. and to understanding that this is a changing world and and this is the changings that are happening um and I think that's usually what what I try to consume and on the other hand um I'm I'm a good like I would consider myself a good reader. Hmm. So I not only consume I try not only consume social media, I also consume a lot of books and articles and YouTube uh, documentaries or whatever it is that can just in a way or another um improve and 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 help with my content. Now I always there's this there's this concept that I always work around is that I always want in a way or another to reduce Conception, let's say in social media, okay. I'll take it as an example. I try, for me to be more creative, I need to reduce conception. And for me to be, um, or the other way around. So I try between now and then, and I think people notice that by now, um, to go on a social media detox. Mm. So I actually have like a post on social media saying, social media detox, see you later. And mm. I actually sign out every social media account or, or app that I, I have. And that's an odd thing to be done by a content creator because right. this is practically your job. Yeah. But um, I do that because I really think for me to get more creative, I need to reduce consumption. Um, and I spend time consuming other stuff like yeah. meeting people or nature or um, reading or whatever it is that actually gives me um, this refresh button yeah. kind of yeah, thing yeah, yeah. Um, for me to go back and give really like content that is like from the heart yeah. and it's very important um, for me to have those breaks yeah. um, and every time um, although a lot of although I uh, okay <laughs> okay although a lot of the content um, we consume can actually get you creative too 
But again, you'll be picking it up from other people rather yeah. than yourself. So yeah, that's that's one of the things that I do. And that's one of the things that I think influence my content. So it's not only the conception that I do, it's also the reduction of my con- the conception yeah. of I do. I think anyone who works in the creative space or anyone <laughs> who's trying to be creative will always realize that at some point they need to kind of reduce the noise level exactly. for themselves in order for things to be processed and come to the surface exactly and i keep saying it becomes loud (laughs) social media becomes really loud um and And it becomes numbing to a certain extent yes because you're just kind of scrolling through and it does you don't kind of take a moment to breathe exactly and it's and it's very um i think sometimes we get in this meditative state where we just we just scroll and Mm -hmm. just and doesn't really we don't even read we don't even look it just it becomes one of the things that we do like yeah, yeah. like walking or just yeah, yeah. we just keep scrolling and when when I reach that point and I I think right now I'm getting like, close yes no I, no, <laughs> no actually right now I, I just posted like two two days ago I posted my social media detox oh okay yeah so in the last week I had a lot of I had the noise I felt the noise it was mm. too much for me to uh, to see that and then I got to as you said the numb state where I'm I was just scrolling I'm not even looking it's just it's just one of the things that I do in a day and then I was like wait a minute why why I'm wasting time and energy into doing something that is not obviously adding anything to me or the other way around so I just decided to go on a detox it just it feels right in the right moment mm-hmm. and then I go back because it's well your job my job, <laughs> <laughs> my job. it's okay. a hate, it's a hate love relationship I believe <laughs> so I mean you're you're gonna f- you're going to find me to always be sympathetic to that because I was one of those people that deleted social media off my phone for like... Oh, really? Like, I didn't have Instagram for like five years. And wow. the only reason I restarted it was when I re- when I started Millennial Mirrors last season, they told me, okay, you need to kind of have an Instagram account to kind of help promote it and yes. stuff like that. Yes, So then I went on there and... I mean, it was a nightmare. My intern, wow. Delara, literally had to show me. Like, I, like, there was no Instagram stories. There was no Instagram video. There was none of that back in the <laughs> yeah, my day. Yeah, exactly. So she was, like, showing me how to hold a phone. The phone sizes were different. I didn't even know how to take a selfie. You know wow. like, You have a really great idea of, of, cons- of reducing consumption. Yeah, I mean, I just kind of, I went completely the opposite direction. So now I'm kind of le- relearning how to use it. So I can sympathize. And yeah. I definitely am one of those people that, like you, I like to have a switch off. And I think it's also people need to learn what inspires them mm-hmm. and they need to kind of find it because some, for some people it is reading a book for some people it's taking a walk in nature yes, for exactly. some people it's traveling for some people it's going for a drive with their coffee and listening to music. Exactly. Find what inspires you and remember to always tap into it because I think that's one of the major things you can do to keep yourself from going into that numb state whatever it is and different things will work for different people so not just because someone likes to read a book you have to read a book in order to be one of those people no like figure out what works for you you know what i mean and i I really think the way you you figure that out um is for you to just sit with yourself Mm. and it's amazing once you notice it how little do we sit with ourselves Mm. how how little we just really decide to just sit in a room with no phone, with no TV, with no people around, and just do nothing. Yeah. And doing nothing is, I think, one of the best things I learned um, 
you know, it was really hard. It is really hard. Be me having two jobs right now. It's just it's it's very hectic. But I I make sure that I have time for me just an hour in a week at least, just for me to sit and with with nothing that comes in or nothing that goes out. It's just me with myself. And I think the more time you spend with yourself, the more you get to understand what what makes you what inspires you, what makes mm. you feel better, what um. What is more interesting for you to um to go read or 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 watch or whatever it is, um and that's probably the best thing you can ever do to yourself. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think, especially in this region, because you're such you're always such a part of the collective. Yes, you know your your immediate family, your cousins, your friends, and you usually are living in the place where you went to school. So your friends yeah. <laughs> network is huge, and True. you're constantly busy going from one place to the other. That you rarely are left in a situation where you're alone with your thoughts and for me when i moved to dubai four years ago that was a huge experience for me because i'd completely removed myself from my from my collective and my network and put myself in a brand new city where suddenly i didn't have all these interactions yes and i was just spending so much time by myself and it was super scary to begin with exactly yes i hadn't experienced it before yes. you're you're suddenly reflecting on all your life decisions <laughs> exactly. and everything that you've done <laughs> because there is just complete quiet there's like, nowhere to rush off to there is nowhere to like you know get to, busy to with get busy with yeah. and you're suddenly forced to just face your own existence <laughs> and it can be very scary but it can also be life-changing in the most amazing way possible yes it is, it is i i totally agree i've I know a lot of people, and I've been saying this to a, to a lot, uh, this one advice of just, just try to sit with yourself. Mm-hmm. And always like an alien kind of talk, like, what? Sit with <laughs> myself. Like, where? Like, how? <laughs> and I try as much as I can to, at, at least when it comes to my friends and family, to actually bring out this mm-hmm. the new idea of actually just... It's a new idea, sadly. Yeah. It's a new idea uh, to, to just sit with yourself. And... um. And I can't tell you how ma- how many people have been like responding to us with like I can't even have a meal alone, or I can't even go to the movies alone. Are yeah. you telling me I should actually just sit alone? Yeah, yeah. And to me, it's like yes, please do. Like please spend some more time with yourself. Um, and as you said, it it gets really scary. It gets really um uh, irritating. At the very beginning, but but with time, you actually enjoy your company. Yeah, you get agitated, I think, at the beginning. But then, yeah, you like I remember because I travel sometimes by myself to go on vacation, mm. and and like some of my friends will be like, "So what happens when you have to like have a meal?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I just go to a restaurant and I sit down and I have a meal." And they're like, "By yourself, <laughs> like a psychopath?" <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? Exactly. You know what I, mean? I just sit there, I eat a meal, it's fine. And like, what's sad is actually that I'm like, for example, I was in Bali the, la- the mm. other time, and like, I'm by myself, I'm having a meal, and I'm looking at all these like people or couples around me who are <laughs> sitting together, technically speaking, but they're both on but their phones, <laughs> so they might as well be sitting alone. Exactly. And so yeah, I don't yeah, know. I totally I'm, agree. I I get what you're talking about. I want to go back to a point you made uh, earlier about telling people to ask themselves questions before they kind of create content. Yes. What are some of the questions you would tell someone to to ask themselves before they create any kind of piece of content and decide to put it out there in the world? Uh, I would, I think my answer to this question would always be what I say, what I ask myself, mm-hmm. um, or what kind of questions do I give to myself um, before, before posting anything. And... One of the most important things that I do, 
And this is a trick. Now, let me give you a trick. Ooh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now this is a trick that I give to all my clients, uh, whether it's it's a personal or, or a business um, kind of profile. Um, I just take everything from them and give them a paper and a pen. Mm-hmm. Um, now, either I do it for them or they, do, or they can do it themselves and ask them one single question, but I give it an hour for them to answer. Okay. And that question, that's in the very beginning, okay? So I ask them if the brand, whatever it is, was a person, how would he, she be? Mm-hmm. What would she, he be? So they get really shocked with the question at first and then they try to imagine it, right? Mm-hmm. So they end up having a guy, um, he's in 30s, and then I keep saying, okay, then um, does he have a beard? Uh, shoes, Kandora, uh, uh, watch, what kind of car, what kind of house, um, how does his room look like? And I go into the very much details of that person's life. Yeah. Um, and the reason I do that is because I want them to get in touch with a, the person that is behind that page rather than anything else. Because at the end of the day, we are in social media to have this human interaction, right? right. So um, even businesses' accounts should have this human touch in right. a way or another. Yeah, yeah. So how do you keep it consistent and how do you keep it humanized is basically where you turn it into an actual person that thinks in a certain way, listens to a certain music and and an individual that is separate from you. Probably doesn't exist, but it's just yeah. a person that you know. Yeah, yeah. And then automatically, every time you post, you just put your shoes and I keep telling them, just, just leave your shoes and put your shoes in that person's shoe and put your legs in that person's <laughs> shoe. Yeah. And then say something about what would I say? How would I do things as, mm-hmm. as that person? And that itself gives you a lot of, um, t- automatically your page becomes more consistent, your, your, the way you reply to people, mm-hmm. the way you get back to people, um, your, um, your interaction, your posting, your f- filters even, a yeah. color scheme, whatever it is, it all just goes back to that one particular um, human or not yeah. that you created um so i i also do that the same to to um to individuals who try to do um or to be in social media so when i do that to them i usually say do not talk about yourself as a whole as much as i want you to be a mm. true um, um a true person in social media i don't want to put the whole of you mm. in social media it's always there's always something personal that has to stay within you as in your life experience and something that you, a part of you that you want out there. Um, just an extension of you. It's not another image that you're creating, but just an extension. And I want to know, what do you think of that extension, that image, that person? So I call them the little Mithail. Ah, uh, okay. okay? <laughs> so, so what would the little Mshari be? Okay. And we ask questions about the little Mshari so he can have a lot of things of you, about mm. you, obviously. And then other things that you would want to have. You would, uh, you are working with yourself to have mm. or whatever it is that you aspire. Um, and we create that little Mshari personality. Um, and that is, is, is how I create my, my content. So I go back to the little Mithail or the big uh. Mithail, whatever you want. And I go to what would she say? Okay. Like I would say a lot of things, right, but, right, but right. that Mithail, that my extension of that <laughs> needs to be needs to be consistent. So okay. I think that's the way I 
it's a really odd question to say what would she say <laughs> but it no, is but that true. makes sense i'll be honest like that's a really good piece of advice which i mean i'm going to talk about with you later because <laughs> i'm scared shitless of my instagram <laughs> <laughs> and when someone leaves a comment or a question on one of my posts i don't know what, I don't to, know say. what to say and i'm just like i'll just double like the heart button and throw my phone <laughs> just like so to anyone who's ever left a comment on one of my photos i apologize <laughs> exactly. like, now i know now i know <laughs> so i think that's that's a very valid kind of that's a very valid piece of advice and i think it makes sense Yeah, I yeah. I, I, and I think I learned that the hard way, so why not give it to people the easy way? Right? Yeah, no, I think that definitely makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're... You had another question, I think. No, we're coming to actually the last three questions, which okay. we ask of all our guests. Okay, cool. Okay. Yalla. Yalla. Now, so, la, there's a sense of competition now. <laughs> no, they're, they're okay. non-competitive okay. questions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This is a non-competitive podcast. <laughs> this is a safe space. Right? Who got But the best answer? If okay. you don't have my favorite answer, I'll let you know, right? <laughs> exactly. See? <laughs> yeah. no, okay, tell me. So what is the part of the culture you grew up in that you carry with you always? That's a very difficult question. Sorry. Take your time. Okay. It's really difficult for me because as much as I am mm-hmm. a culture, cultural girl, mm-hmm. um, I don't have the sense of belonging. Okay. So, as always. So, and, and I think that's one of the things that keeps me, um, makes me who I am, yeah? So, I, I don't have, a, I don't have the, the belonging idea. So, everything that I have from the culture in me is one of the things that I can let go or pick up at any time. I can carry, take it with me or mm-hmm. just leave it somewhere whenever I want because I don't have this attachment to okay. any certain idea. I really don't belong to any culture. I would think so. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if they call these people a name, but I, <laughs> I'm one of them. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I would. I don't think there's, there's something that... There's a lot of things that define me, mm-hmm. but not that I would... always have right. I'm a very yeah, yeah. changing person okay is that the best answer you have <laughs> I, I can't tell you okay. on the air <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay what is the quality you most value in the people you keep around you okay I love this question um I think acceptance mm-hmm. um is, is one big value that that we need um the ability to accept people um Freedom, in a, in a sense, mm-hmm. people who value um, the freedom of choice, freedom of thought, the freedom of whatever, is very important for me um, and the people around me. And genuinity. Mm. I, I like people who are just honest with themselves and not trying to put any kind of masks or anything um, and just be the, who they are. It's just, it's just the best relationship you can ever like yeah. create. So, I get that. Yeah. And the last question is, is, what makes you happy? <laughs> Why are you so frustrated with my questions, Mathail? <laughs> Why? What do you want from me? <laughs> okay. What makes me happy? I think... <laughs> That's a really sad answer. So bad. Take your time. Okay. Um, okay. What 
I think what makes me like my 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 happiest moments or, or my my joy is when I do something like this is okay. where I actually speak my mind out and mm-hmm. I don't I actually say things that are useful <laughs> rather than <laughs> <laughs> um, and just the idea of influencing others rather than it's a conversation between two or a podcast mm-hmm. for the first time or any TV show um I will I would I it just gives me joy to kind of reflect or project my mind or part of it um, in a way or another out there that can influence one or other um, uh, one or another person um, in a positive way hopefully yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah I think my joy is where I see an impact right. of me uh, what well obviously always a positive one best inshallah yeah and that's that's why I do what I do that's why I have tahayel that's why I yeah I enjoy this. Okay. Well, that's my last question. I'm not going to torture you anymore. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. Thank you. Where can people find out more about you or any of the projects that you're working on? Um, well, we have our Tekhayel website. Mm-hmm. So it's www.tekhayel.com. Yeah. Um, and my account in Instagram, where I put basically everything there, is Mithail Ali. Um, on Instagram and everything yeah. will be in the episode description yep yeah cool. you can find it alright that's it guys um, season 2 of Millennial Mirrors is done uh, so let me know what your thoughts are on this season what you liked and what you didn't like also let me know if there are any topics or guests you would like to have on season 3 as always you can reach me on my personal Instagram or the Millennial Mirrors Instagram this has been a production of Finial Media and this is Mshar al signing out bye guys <laughs> Thank you.